Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Uh, right now I'm doing a video project for my dad's 70th birthday. Um, yeah, his birthday's Wednesday, and so we're all, all I'm uh, doing most of the work, I guess. Is Ashley, my well, it was my sister-in-law and her and my brother's kind to put together like a video. Everyone can film themselves saying something they, them, you know, fond memory or something they learned or whatever. Yeah. And then I've collected a bunch of everybody, and I'm making a little birthday video. It's funny. Um, one of my brothers has chosen to participate because he doesn't do that sort of thing. Was basically oh. the reason. <laughs> I don't know. It just made me. I was like so mm-hmm. aggravated about it because I was like, yeah. you don't have to do anything, right? I'm you asking you to record. You don't even need. You have a phone. <laughs> I'm yeah. asking you to take a one minute selfie video saying something nice about your dad for his 70th birthday and then send it to me. Like that's yeah. it. It's all I need you to do. I will do the rest. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything else. Yeah, it's not like I'm asking you to give him one of your <laughs> kidneys. Which, like, even if we were. You probably like, that's should. your father. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was interesting because obviously this episode that we're about to talk about hit close to home in a lot of ways about like doing something decent for your parents. So I'm excited to to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to talk about it, too. I, I love this episode. Yeah. Well, with that. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Feeny Call. Welcome. Here we are still in quarantine however many episodes later holy shit <laughs> i know i mean it's we've, been over I two think months we've done i think in t- the entirety of season three so far in quarantine plus our interview with trina mcgee and we're on episode eight now holy crap yeah so this week uh is season three episode eight rave on rave on rave a good on. episode it's a good it time. is it is and a good episode yeah, it's a lot of fun. Some good learning, some good, good stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This feels um, like a little bit like, and I know I always reference back to this one, but I, it feels a little bit like season one, episode eighteen, where everyone kind of does the wrong thing, but somehow it turns out okay. Sure, I don't know that I agree with that, so I'm excited to hear you explain that one away a little bit. Who's yeah. on the the recap this week? Is it my turn? What is it? No, I did last week. Oh, no, it's my turn. Okay. I didn't mentally prepare for this, but all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Eric is trying to make a mark on his last year in high school, and so he plans this illegal rave at Chubby's. Corey finds out about it, and he's holding it over his head, so Eric's like, fine, we can plan it together. They go home. They see their parents getting gifts for each other, and they're like, oh, shit, it's our parents' anniversary. Well, let's just do both. And so then they decide to kind of turn the party into they turn the party into their parents' anniversary party. They start trying to invite all their family members. Corey's like, perfect. We got a band. We got everything. They show up. Eric's like, we're doing both parties. Here are all these other kids. And I'm out of time. And then they <laughs> dance to their song. Yeah. There's not even that much that happens in this episode, but I just I know, you really fit it into 30 seconds. Didn't quite didn't quite wrap things up there, but we should get 45 seconds. <laughs> Who makes these rules? I should get 45 <laughs> seconds. We'll see. We'll, we'll take a poll. Take an online poll. And yeah. We'll, they, you know, we'll take an online poll. And if they say that you should get 45, then we'll, then we'll up it. No, because I'm afraid they're going to say that I shouldn't do it anymore at all. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, only Skylar is good at these. 
That's not true. <laughs> Although they might get a kick out of watching me struggle for all I it's know. True. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's a great episode. I really enjoy this one a lot. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty memorable in a lot of ways. We get the monkeys guest starring, which is which is a good old time, uh, and the little little um, what is it, Partridge Family reference yes. there at the end. Yes. Some good stuff. If you are unfamiliar, you know the monkeys. They're a band. They had mm -hmm. a TV show. It was a great Correct. time. The Partridge mm -hmm. Family sitcom about a family that was a band, and they care. The actor who played uh, their manager is the guy at the end of this episode that rolls in and says, you know, I used to manage a band, a family band, and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. So at the time, I'm sure the bit was a lot funnier <laughs> and, and a blast. But now, uh, if you were to watch this for the first time, you're like, who the fuck are these old guys? What's, what's this? What's yeah. why? I don't. I mean, even when I was a kid and I was like, I, you know, I hadn't watched the Partridge Family. Still haven't. No, just, no, absolutely not. But even then, I was like, I don't know. Who the fuck's this guy? What's the bit? I don't get what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. My, mom, my mom explained it to me because right. I watched it with her. Exactly. The same. My mom had mm -hmm. to tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my mom loved the monkeys. Big fan of the monkeys. We used to Wait. listen to the monkeys CD, uh, one of the monkeys CDs in the car a lot. And I would constantly just walk around singing, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. <laughs> we're the same with monkeying around. And that was just like that much. You know? <laughs> yep. That's all you knew. Yeah. But a blast, a good time. That was my fun fact, I guess, inadvertently. Did you have a like actual one? I mean, that was kind of my fun fact. <laughs> there's a, there's quite a bit on this episode just because it's like, uh, obviously, which we've talked about before, Peter Torx stays the same. But then last time, Mickey DeLenz played Gordy. And now Rick Nielsen plays Gordy. So they did a switch from the previous episode where Alan's sitting around with all his band buddies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So obviously three of the four members are here. Mike Nesmith was not in the episode. He's the fourth member of the Monkees. He was not in the episode, but he was present for filming. I think he just didn't want to be hmm. in the actual episode. Interesting. I'm not sure why. But why would he yeah. be there but not get on any? Right? Yeah. He probably Weird. just didn't want to have like a full character and there was no way to write him in where it's just like, and this random fourth guy just like shows up. So Right. I do think the whole Reginald Fairfield bit is like a really a funny way no but like it's it's a really funny way to like shoehorn this character yes. into the episode because you know it's like yeah. oh and then the monkeys are gonna play at their at their party it's like well why is why are they all there <laughs> and yeah you know like we've introduced this character and this character and like those things make sense but why is this character here and it's a really funny shoehorn it's not even that he is funny it is that Corey impersonating him several yes. times is really funny. <laughs> and it's so, it just tickles me how he gets so excited. Right. The amount of, the amount of joy annoyed. that Corey gets out of the wrench yes. Fairfield is hilarious. <laughs> yes. He loves him. Yeah. He clearly thinks sure it's why. gold. Well, cause I think at no point in this whole episode is Corey directly the object of, of Reg's annoyance. He he is always witnessing Reg irritating an authority figure in his life, mm -hmm. basically. <laughs> That's fair. Which is hilarious. My other little tidbit or fun fact is at one point, Topanga calls Frankie a mall rat. And the actor, Ethan Suplee, actually played a character in Mall Rats. Oh, the film that was fun. made in 1995. 
So I think that's that was a reference to that because that movie had like just come out or was about to come out at the time. So that's why they threw that in there. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. full of little like Easter eggs like that, like the manager of the Partridge family and mm-hmm. her saying that to him. And then he says something about um, you guys could be as big as the Beatles. And that that's that was like not necessarily the tagline of the show, but that's how the show was often described. Right, was, right. Like, the monkeys could be as big as the Beatles be. was like always the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were like Beatles adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Beatles light. <laughs> it's uh, got a little bit of everything thrown mm-hmm. in there. All those little Easter eggs. So, what did you learn? Well, okay. I learned. So this episode is, it bears some relevance right now. Yes. I am, I am putting together a 70th birthday. My dad is turning 70 uh, this week. I'm putting together a little video for him um, with my brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're trying to do something nice for, for my dad. And, it's interesting, you know, there, when you're when you're a kid, it's it's so far from your mind that your parents mm-hmm. are humans. Um, yes, <laughs> and true. and that just as you enjoy people celebrating your birthday, it might be nice if someone celebrates their holidays mm-hmm. of any kind, right? And so this is an interesting episode where Corey and Eric are reaching an age at which they have some means. You know, like no one expects an eight year old to throw their parents a party, but you know, they're 17 and 14 or whatever they are at this point. And they like have some, some money and some means uh, and some capacity to like do something. And so I think it's an, it's like, but it's a weird age because like you have some capacity to do something, but you're also an idiot Uh, (laughs) and, and probably won't do something. So it's just an interesting look. And I think what is really, really interesting is this this thing that Eric has this like it's that moment, right, where um, Eric says, like, for once, I just wanted like one day about me. And Amy says, mm-hmm. like, us two and then walks away, uh, which hits hard. Right. And yes. and it's this idea about like, I think the thing to learn is right there in that moment that like everybody wants a moment and deserves a moment. And the the real tricky thing is to recognize when you when it like when it is your moment versus helping somebody else have that moment. You know? Yes, because that's Eric can't see that he is putting he's selfish in this instance. He's yeah. putting his moment above theirs, and then reconciles that obviously. So yeah, I think it has a lot to do with like everybody wants a little bit of recognition in some capacity, mm-hmm. and you have to put aside your desire for recognition to acknowledge some others desire yes. for recognition and that that's a mutual give and take there. And especially on a specific day, it'd be one thing if Eric was throwing this on a day that wasn't his parents anniversary or didn't have anything to do with his parents. Then I'd be like, yeah, like right, 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 right. do whatever you want. Who cares? But the fact that they, they, I mean, you only have one anniversary a year and it's a big one. I mean, it's 20 years. That's, that's a significant, Mm -hmm. that's a significant year. It's not like it's 18 or something like that. Like 20 is a significant year. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Eric is definitely blinded by just his, his desire for his moment where he needs to be conscious of maybe this since it is already a moment that is presenting itself for amy and alan then lean into that and then you can have your moment on a day that's not supposed to be their moment yeah you know i kind of took i I definitely got that from it and in in a sense of like you need to obviously give 
respect and your parents a life and, you know, acknowledge that they are adults or that they are human too. And that they want some recognition for that as well. And they still have thoughts and feelings just like you. So I kind of almost took it as like a, a golden rule do unto others as you would do to yourself. Cause, cause Eric's not even thinking about what they want he thinks that this doesn't really matter to them, but he should recognize in himself the feeling of, I want a day of my own. Mm -hmm. And of course they do too. They're still people, they're still human. So if Eric can think about that instead of just himself, it would, if he has the mental capacity to realize that his parents are humans, then he would realize that and he would be able to then effectively change completely change it over so that it was their anniversary party and not have to not deal with his own selfish agenda of we're still throwing the rave anyway mm-hmm. so that's kind of a little yeah. little golden ruley little bit of show some respect for your parents they're humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very it's a very um teenage to young adult episode because we are kind of in that mindset of like, our parents aren't, they're still our parents. You know, it isn't, I would say, until you get to be what our age is now that you're like, oh, I, my parents have a full, they're a full character. They're not just the character mm-hmm. that I, that I see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I'm curious, explain to me why you think everyone's terrible. I don't necessarily think everyone's terrible. It's just mostly Corey and Eric do the wrong thing. And then there's not really any sort of punishment And also people are like playing into this wrong thing that they're doing so hard to a point where at one point when Topanga's like, I got the band for you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm surprised that you're on board with this. First of all, your, your boyfriend was planning an illegal party at uh, the restaurant of a person who is out at sea. And then just everything changes at the last minute. And I, and I, I'll give like, I'll give it to Sean. That seems like a Sean thing, but that just doesn't seem like a Topanga well, thing. Not, no, no, no. Topanga, Topanga and Sean get on board with Corey's plan to change it over. She says she got a band for the anniversary party. Yeah. She gets a band for the anniversary party, but she's also on board with the rave too. Sure. I mean, what, you know, the, the before the rave is, but like Corey, I don't think Corey does the wrong thing in this. And I don't True. That's, that's my, I guess that was my discrepancy with what you had said about everyone doing the wrong thing is like Corey does a pretty normal school teenage boy thing to throw this party that like keeps getting billed as illegal rave. But I think that's, mm-hmm. that's bullshit because this is a fairly yeah. party in a, in an establishment. Um, I think it's the fact that they don't have permission to be in that establishment. I suppose so. We're led to believe, but then like, as soon as Corey <laughs> realizes that, they have fucked up and should and that they're expected to throw this party he drops everything and fully arranges a party with what appears to be a decent amount of relatives and friends of of alan and amy hire gets a band for them gets like sean gets this person jumping out of a cake or whatever that whenever you know that doesn't whatever pay off and then they all three of them arrive fully expecting that they have nailed this and are doing Mm -hmm. this anniversary party and then eric behind their backs has reinstated the rave and says we're going to do both and Corey's still not on board on that he immediately still tries to get everybody out and then when it becomes abundantly clear that he can't get everybody out in time he's like well maybe maybe we do need to just roll with this now to avoid getting in trouble so i think that like Corey really like shines in this episode in that he tries his hardest to make the right decision 
And then he gives Eric credit for saving it at the end, too. Yeah, that's yeah. wild to me. Here's what I mean by he didn't do the right thing. He, as soon as they found out about it, they just weren't smart. Everything from then on out when they were like, oh, it's our parents' anniversary, was not smart. Here's what they should have done instead. Because it's their parents' anniversary. They're going to want to spend some time together, right? But they still obviously want to be recognized. So here's what you do. You push the party back. You push it back to whatever, 9, 9.30, something like that. You make a big elaborate dinner for your parents at like 7. You can all hang out, play a game maybe, whatever. Then at 8.30 or whatever, when they're leaving, you say, or when Corey and Eric are leaving, you say, and our present to you is, you get the entire house to yourself for three hours. But, Just enjoy. but Amy already heard Eric on the phone say, party tomorrow night, Chubby's 8 o'clock, and then said to Alan, they're throwing us to the prize party. Yeah, that was the that was why obviously they had to do that. Right. But they could they could be, I mean, Eric can just be like, I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't hear anything like that. Like Eric, he could have played it off as just something different because he, you know. But I think they went. I just think they went about it and tried to change it, and that was the that was the wrong thing. They should have just sure. They should have. They should have owned something up and else. done something decent. Correct. Yeah. They should have just done something else. They didn't even have to own up. They didn't even have to tell their parents they're going to the rave. They say, we're going to leave you alone. We're going to go to a movie or something and then get out of their hair. Because they don't, I mean, they probably don't even have to explain because they're, I mean, on my, I feel like if I were married for 20 years, my anniversary, I'd want to be kid free. Mm-hmm. I, I would appreciate the acknowledgement from my children, but at the same time, I would like to be kid free. Mm-hmm. Cause it's your anniversary and it's for you to celebrate. So I feel like that's the best thing that they could have done is get out of their house, but still give some acknowledgement. And like Alan said, he's like, even a card would have been better than this. And it's like, yeah, give them a card, make them dinner, do something nice. And then let them celebrate their anniversary, which is really the best gift that you could give them. Sure. So I think, I think that it's not that they were bad or they did a bad, well, Eric kind of did a bad thing. It's that I think they went about the entire situ- situation incorrectly. Sure. That's fair. I think that this, I think, it could have, it kind of all could have been. I'm going to place all the blame on Eric entirely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And which is so upsetting because I love Eric. I'm, I am a huge Eric fan, but like this, this episode is, well, he's, does everything you know, wrong. I was, that I was really mad wrong. at the end of this episode when, they when Alan and Amy say they're gonna go round up the relatives and try to leave, and Eric's like, "Corey, we gotta do something." Oh, you know, we, we fucked up, and it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah. First off, you fucked up, <laughs> okay? Like, you fucked up. Corey was doing Corey what? Was what Corey do should have right done here is, is throw your ass under the bus, all right? Because he did yeah. everything in his power to turn this bullshit situation into a good one, and appeared to mm-hmm. succeed until you undermined him. And then Correct. he also saves it at the end by going, like, he has yes. the idea. He goes and tells the band to get up and play My Girl. And then mm-hmm. they, Alan's like, oh, how'd you get this to happen? Or whatever, you know, like, who did this? And yeah. he's like, Eric's idea. And then walks away. And I'm like, no. Fuck no. this shit. Eric fucked all of that it up. That would never happen in real life. <laughs> he fucked everything that up. Never he had no plan to save it. He does not deserve to walk out of this one unscathed. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely it's also right. a I mediocre a saving, punishment. in my opinion. 
Yes. I mean, they're still surrounded by a bunch of high schoolers and who are like ready to right, party. Which also it's not like a bar, team, lame like rave night of chubby. <laughs> Lame, oh, lamest 100%, 100%. rave. It looks like a slightly crowded night at Chubby's. <laughs> it does. It really They remove does. the bar. They don't they don't even have Yeah, they remove the bar. They don't even have the they step into the back room and from what I can see like no one's playing right. pool in lame, that back room or lame, darts or lame. anything like Yeah. I'm and I'm sure it's because they it probably would have been better if they didn't invite cuz as soon as you invite like Feeney and Turner and stuff like that. It's not like you can, you can't have alcohol in the prep unless you are like, Oh, it's for the adults. But like the kids can't be drinking. There are actual adults there now. Yeah, and there should have been angel dust rolling were... around. <laughs> right? There should have been all kinds of drugs and alcohol. And, and that's right? like Sean comes running out and like the cheerleaders Nothing. are wrestling and chocolate syrup in the kitchen. I'm like, there's the rave. All right. The rave is on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are that's, fucking, that's the they're, only exciting they're thing fucked happening. up on something. And like everyone apparently is off screen. Everyone on screen is fucking tame. Just hanging out. Right. But I remember also I mean, there was a sister be. sister episode with a rave. Do you remember this? There was an episode oh. of sister sister that was about like a secret rave or something too. But it was a little, a little more mature than this. And that like, it was like in some mm -hmm. em empty lot. And I think it was like a very, it was probably like a very special episode. One of those ones where had mm, i think it might have mm -hmm. been about drugs or alcohol yeah and and going to this rave that like looked more like a 90s rave than this does but it was fun i feel like a rave sounds like a very out of date thing i feel like it's not people still throw they may not call it raves and now it's just parties probably i feel like the the word rave to me sounds out of date i'm like oh yeah that's yeah like a 90s it's very thing. 80s, like, you know, 80s a 90s rave. i do remember yeah. though when i was in high school there was this guy that through a an end of the school year like rave and they like branded mm. it as such at his house that I went to but it was also well I don't know it was and it wasn't tame I think that it was tame in regards to the fact that I probably didn't engage in some things but it was a big house yeah and there were definitely some things happening mm. in some other rooms <laughs> yes that I was yep, not privy fair. to at the moment Gonna anything that doesn't like hold here. up in this episode for you um, oh, Feeney says call waiting. And I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah, save a lot of money on call waiting. I was like, oh, you had to pay for that. <laughs> right? Yep. It's kind of funny to me, just like little things in this episode, not necessarily not holding up, but just little details that I would catch. Like, um, when they, when he brings over the scrapbook and they're looking through it, like that's a big ass scrapbook for you to not remember who this guy is. And granted, probably it was like him just taking pictures wildly and just whatever like it's a picture mm -hmm. of them like eating something and it's like him or like waiting in line for something and he's like taking pictures but i was like that's a giant ass scrapbook for them to just completely not like remember who this guy is that for a solid not, not remembering him is actually because they spent most of that trip intoxicated that's my theory uh, that, <laughs> is that like he did a bunch of drugs while they were backpacking that. through europe and that's why they don't remember this guy yeah listen right. if they went to amsterdam or exactly. Berlin in the, in like, the 70s that, you know come on happened, so <laughs> yeah oh my god right Fuck I do love that joke um, the jokes about also, Amy when she's younger and it's like they're like who's that sexy babe in the wet tank top oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's like that's right. a little bit of a Freudian slip no, I, I love that's, that joke oh that was really funny same with the with the uh at the end where Eric's dancing with his cousin 
And that's like a great yes. payoff because they introduce this Wanda character and uh -huh. then they kind of move away from it. Like they keep on like touching that character for a quick second and then running away from it. What a and such a good payoff. Yep. Right. Sean just gets up starts dancing with her immediately. That's so funny. Everyone boos Feeney when he pulls the sign down. Like he was going to let a sign that says illegal. <laughs> I hate these fucking up. signs. I'm like, I'm like what motherfucker? Like, it just advertises their they... illegal rave <laughs> like that. Right? It's not the fucking film club screening paint your wagon. <laughs> it is illegal rave. No. <laughs> you don't put posters up for that shit. That's a whisper because... campaign. Exactly. Or, yeah, I mean, or you call someone and they call someone else right, and it's like right. a phone you tree or whatever the fuck. But, like, you don't. <laughs> No, especially not that says illegal. Even even allude to something else. Even just be like rave right. Friday, and then I don't know. I don't know. Just not. Why would you put the word illegal on? It doesn't matter. Anyway, at Chubby's, I'm shocked that they. I mean, they were like Chubby's away on blah blah blah. He should have a general manager who's like, no, you can't have a party here. Chubby is not here. Like I don't. I just don't understand how they got to be yeah it's a stupid joke because like he comes in and he says chubby's on board and he's like oh great he's gonna let us do it and he's like no he's literally on board somewhere on, on a ship so we can just go and do it and i'm like why don't why did like that joke is not really that funny so, like why not just say no chubby's on board always oh, gonna let us have the rave yes move on <laughs> you know like, yeah right the joke yeah. is not worth the questions it raises yeah yeah i i just don't know how that what I don't know what went into that, but that was not, uh, they, it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's see what else. Oh, <laughs> so they're at the party. It's right around the 20 minute mark of the episode. I looked at it specifically so I could say something. They're dancing. The, the, they just finished My Girl. They started the next song. And there is a guy on the far right of the screen who is just, he's in a blue shirt and he is just, having the time of his life if anyone at that party is rolling it's fucking him he's like he's got his arms he's going wild he's he's in it it's it, it was so distracting to me that i was like i have to make a note of it so if anyone goes back and watches that episode or right around the 20 minute mark yeah Did not he's catch that, going to town funny. uh i love oh that they're God. it's so funny <laughs> i always i mean i hate i hate watching a band in a tv show play it drives me up the fucking yes. wall because like there's no drummer there's a setup, there's a drum set, yeah, but there's no. clearly no drummer. And yet the song is no fully drummer. fleshed out with a full drum kit. <laughs> and I, I hate yep. Yep. nothing. I, there's like nothing I hate more than watching a band play in a sitcom and hearing eight different instruments that are not, not on stage. Yes. Right. For me, it's not even so much instruments. For me, it's vocals. If there's, if a, someone is singing by themselves and there's a harmony. I'm well, like, I actually think they did a what? job in this How one, are they though, doing that? that. They the did. vocals the sound vocals good, sound and really if you watch, one, you yes. can actually see Peter Tork and and what's his name plays Gordy singing the harmonies, like specifically yes. as the camera's like zooming out uh, when they're ending "My Girl." You can watch Gordy doing like the "What can make me my girl, my girl, my girl, my girl." Like he's mm -hmm. doing all these vocal things, and like he's actually he's synced up with it, which is nice. Well, and the good thing is that this was like, right. that, that was what they did. They were on TV and then they sang. And so that's probably, they probably were singing sure. live. The, big, the exactly big one for me was just the fucking drum very kit. Good job, it was the drum kit the that drums. killed me. And then yeah. it was also, and then the second song they played when Jedediah drops the guitar and busts out the harmonica. And I'm like, now 
all we have yeah. is a guitar and a harmonica and a tambourine and a and maraca. A and I am mm-hmm. hearing a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a drum kit. Yep. There is a bass. Yeah. <laughs> there is much more happening yeah. than what you are holding. That's correct. Yes. It's definitely. You need yeah. To well, and I, like, I love they gave fucking Reg the tambourine for, for my girl. And it was like, yes. well, then why did you have to have the drum kit in the track and not just like have the tambourine? Yes. I would have been fine. Ah, it just drives me nuts. It's one of my biggest pet peeves in sitcoms mm-hmm. is watching a band play and then it not at all instrumentally matching. And I'm sure that's like a really specific yes. thing. I think I'm sure most people don't really give a shit about that. But now everyone's the hell out of me. And it happens all the time. It's not just like a this show thing. It's yeah. it's constant. Yeah. Um, I did like in this episode, the kind of bridge that we've created with Topanga where, cause it's it, from just watching her, it looks like she's just instantly snapped out of like her old hippie phase. She's not, you know, she's not as weird as she once was, whatever. I like this kind of bridge that they've now created where like, she was obviously raised that way and her parents are still that way, but she is now becoming a teenager, becoming her own person, figuring out what she wants, that kind of thing. So it's kind of funny that he's like, obviously referencing like, Mm -hmm. did you have meat? Cause then that's why she's like kind of crazy, but it's still, he's still like at one point when Amy's like, we're going to go discuss reality. And he's like, Ooh, cool. And like goes in the kitchen. I was like, that's definitely the man who raised Topanga. And now she's kind of finding herself, which is a little less hippie-ish, but it's still, you can see her roots still in there. It, it, it fades even more as the show goes on, but I like that as long as Peter Tork is still Topanga's dad, it has that effect. That's still who she is to, to a level. Definitely when we get older, her parents are like weird and businessy. Her mom's kind of a little bit, but right. mostly it's just like right. normal people. But I like that we're still keeping up this like, trend of Topanga's parents are like right, fucking right. a bunch of hippies. That's good stuff. Um, who is, who's your MVP, so, Megan? I like that gap. Yeah? Much. It's Corey, of course. Mm-hmm. I think just because he does, he tries to do the right thing. He tries, being the operative word, he tries to do the right thing. And um, in the end, even though I don't think that this is actually how a middle child would react at all. He, of course, gives the credit <laughs> to In the Eric least middle child ass. fashion, he gives someone else credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah, Corey's exactly. definitely the MVP. So I, think I think I've already kind of summed that one up. Yeah. Alluded to that. Yeah. And I think the, the good thing about Corey in this episode is that he's very good at, he's very good at delegating. And then Topanga and Sean are really good friends in this episode. <laughs> They're like, they're on board. As soon as he's like, we're switching over, we're doing something else. They're like, sure. And like Sean gets caked, Panga gets banned. Like they, they're on board and they're, they're doing it. Yeah. They're doing a really good job. So I appreciate the fact that Corey kind of took over, tried to do the right thing, played ringleader. And then in the end, Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Basically. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't think anyone else really had a significant enough because the, the lesson was really not instilled I, I feel like the lesson was instilled upon him, right. but he just fucked up so much that I can't. Well, he, doesn't even, he doesn't even fix it. MVP. Like he, and then, yeah, he doesn't, it's not like he learns yes. the lesson and then fixes it. He like realizes they fucked up, mm-hmm. kind of learns the lesson. So doesn't do anything. <laughs> yep. So. 
I hope that he would give a more formal apology later because it just doesn't, it, it feels like he's almost not even remorseful. It feels like he does, he thinks he did the right thing until the very end when obviously Amy Right, and then his chief concern isn't like his, his satisfaction is truly that like, oh, thank God I'm not in trouble. Not like, oh, look, we did a nice thing. Yes. <laughs> so I, as much as I... I love Eric. He really, he's he's the bad guy in this episode. He's, he did not great things consistently. Well, good. This was fun. This is a good episode. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm excited to, and it, you know, like I said, it's, it's hitting, hitting close right now with my dad's birthday. So that was nice. Uh, Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So cathartic. I like the season three so far, just because these episodes now I'm looking at the titles and I'm like, Oh, this episode, like now I'm seeing the titles and I'm remembering what the episode is and Mm -hmm. we're getting into episodes I've seen more and more. So I am actively excited to keep watching. Yeah. I had to turn off the next episode started playing and I was like, no, wait, stop. (laughs) Yeah. Stop, stop. I have to wait. But so that's exciting. I, I enjoy the fact that now names are names of episodes are being recognized and it's um we're really getting into the thick of it. Eric's Eric has long hair now, so you know, we're getting into some hard hitting Eric episodes because I know mm-hmm. that he has some Great. long hair. We're looking some forward of them. Based on their I base all of that's them fair. around that's, that's their haircuts. Totally fair. Very <laughs> yes. excited to keep you on with us. But for now, go ahead and check us out online. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, social media there and Facebook, Twitter. All the good things. Yes. Talk to us. Share. Tell your friends. <laughs> Everyone loves Boy Meets World. So yeah, go, go shove it. it down their throat. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, have a wonderful week of maybe quarantine, maybe not. I don't know where you are. Here in Chicago, we're still happily mm. in quarantine, though. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Do something exciting mm. and interesting. And go tell your parents you love them. They need that, you know? Go give them a call. Tell them you love them. Yes. For now, though, class dismissed.